0: Welcome and good afternoon. This is The Other Page Radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League here at the BNN studio. We are at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Boston's community radio station and today we are talking about our health. And we have uh, two real real experts, service providers, one coming from Whittier Street and the other one coming from the Osiris group to talk about mental health and the other one is talking about physical health prevention, Marissa Leaston and Larry Higginbottom. Hello, folks, and welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you.
2: Nice to be here, Brother Haywood. Thank you
0: so much. We just want to, again, uh, say a word on the passing 21 years ago of so many people died because of 9-11 and the subsequent violence that uh, occurred internationally as well as nationally. We always got to talk about violence prevention because it seems to be so everyday in our community. situation happened over at Northeastern University. Uh, that uh, caused some damage to uh, one of the staff over there. Got to be real careful. So how's everybody doing this morning? How's everybody, Marissa Brother Larry? I'm great,
2: man. Healthy, you you know. uh, Everything's going good. Nice day outside, so nice to be here.
0: Well, that's what we want to talk about a little bit. We're going to start off with Marissa getting some updates, if you will, on the, boosters uh, for the COVID-19. it has been so much news in the media. Can you tell us what's going on over at Whittier Street in terms of what you all are doing?
1: Yes. So um, as folks may know, we have a, a COVID suite on the fifth floor of our building where we're administering vaccines. We're still doing primary doses as well as the new bivalent boosters. So we have both Moderna and Pfizer in stock. We are fortunate to have that. So we have begun that effort. This newer, up I shouldn't say newer so much as an updated vaccine, right has the variants, um, the Omicron variant that made everyone um, really sick at the end of last year. Also, it has B4 and the B5 Omicron variants. And so this allows us to have greater coverage this year mm. um, from COVID 19. So we also have the Novavax, which is also a COVID vaccine, but it's formulated a little different. It's made more like our traditional vaccine. So that is also available for folks that are um, kind of, you know, questioning the newer technology that was utilized when they made um, the COVID um, Pfizer and Moderna mRNA vaccines.
0: We still have, um, it seems, a lot of fear. Uh, from the people around taking, you know, the inoculations for prevention, and can you tell me are there what the side effects are again? Uh, because people are complaining in the conversation that I've had about uh, taste and smell still being affected. They think from the uh, taking the vaccine.
1: There are some side effects. Most most of it is local. So pain, of course, because you got injected and you got, you know, liquid injected into your muscles. So mostly it's local pain. Um, You can have fever, body ache, and that's your body actually reacting and doing what it's supposed to do. So that's a natural reaction. You've had Mm -hmm. something foreign into your body, and your body's first response is to combat that um, until it recognizes that, this may, you know, this is something good, and you get the uptake of it.
0: Right. What about smell? Is, is that something that a person might be affected by?
1: This? I have not heard that directly, but mm-hmm. I know that there are some broad neurological symptoms that some people have had. Um, the loss of smell and taste um, happened with a lot of folks who first got the actual COVID disease. Um, that happened with a lot of people. But as far as like post-vaccination, I have not heard that. Mostly just local reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. This is a real political time now because it seemed to have, uh, Brother Larry, seemed to have added the politics into the vaccine. And a lot of people in a lot of different states have not been vaccinated because of political interference. True. And uh, in your situation, uh, do you get a chance to talk any at all about the uh, importance of, you know, the boosters and if you haven't gotten your shot to get it?
2: Of course, you know, we do direct uh, in-home support for both uh, DCF and also with Medicaid. And so our clinicians, we'll have a conversation with our families, you know, parents and all to hear their concerns, you know, to hear uh, what, they've, what they've heard or what they, you know, have uh, seen on TV. Hmm. And it's, okay, uh, what have you actually done through doing the research for yourself? And not just going by what you heard on TV or et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera, Do your own research. And, uh, again, you know, when you have a dialogue, most people, right, are able, you know, to uh, say, okay, you yeah, know, it makes sense, you okay. know. You're trying to, you know, uh... uh uh, confront fears, apprehension, you know, folks may have. Right. But uh, what well, we we in a very unique uh, spot because we in folks' homes, you know. Right. Almost, we to see, you know. We, we we become a part of the environment, so we have a very honest, candid dialogue about, you know, uh, the effects, the benefits. I can tell folks, yeah, some folks might get it, get sick. Some might have the vaccine and die, but we know as a whole, most folks who got it. I'm fully vaccinated, by the way, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't begrudge anyone who don't. That's your call, you know. I, I can respect that. But I still encourage folks to do. So, again, once you lay the facts out, you know, you let folks know what, uh, what the truth is. That's why I tell folks, don't take my word for yourself. Then you got to make a choice, you know. I know some folks who didn't, they're not here anymore. Right. I know a few folks who did, they're not here anymore. Right. But more folks who are here who did it, who didn't. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, you, so, you know. But you know, I, I I can respect your choice. I just say to folks, right, don't believe don't believe anything you hear right on TV. You know, do your own reading, right. And you decide what's best for you. And for me, it, it's best that I took the vaccine. I don't begrudge anybody who don't. But you know, uh, you lay the facts out and let them uh, let them choose. Right,
0: Marissa. Let me ask you a question uh, regarding uh, you know. Uh, the, the situation since Whittier has been involved uh, the the attitude of the people are they are they coming more willing to take the uh, follow-up booster shots or the first ones have you seen an increase or decrease either way or, you know
1: We had um, of course when all of this had first broke um you know everyone was coming in droves. People were looking for a solution. Right. And um, sort of like over time, that has changed with um, like the demand has changed. Mm. And so um, when we saw the Omicron last year, we saw people, you know, kind of panicking, wanting to get that booster dose that was recommended. Right. Right. Um, we're getting the word out now about this bivalent, so I appreciate being to um, participate in this forum. We need to get this information out now, and we also need to think about equity and how these vaccines are being distributed and who is coming to get them. I think there's a lot of fear within our community, and I think, as you were saying, you know, having this dialogue and being able to um present people with facts, with reputable sources of information, has been the thing that's been most valuable with getting everyone in. Right. But over time, people, um, I think, now are seeing some of the benefit. We're seeing a lot of folks that are getting their first and second doses because now, um, I think, as it's gone down and even the small children are getting vaccinated, I think that opens some folks' eyes. Like, if the babies can get this, then I need to step up and get it, too.
0: Well, let me ask you a question because you mentioned a term there, but Larry, you heard it too, uh, equity. Yes. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Well, Uh, I will say this, um, you know, making sure, like I said earlier, that we have both the Moderna and Pfizer bivalent vaccines. So making sure that within our community that we have everything available that they would have in more affluent communities. Right. Making sure um, that folks are getting the same services, that they're not um, being turned away, that they're not being stigmatized because maybe they don't want to do this, maybe because they have more questions, maybe because their um, fear is being presented as anger. And I think those are things that we need to consider, and those are things that we need to address to make this equitable.
0: I think that, uh, you know, from my observations and my association, if you will, with Whittier Street Community Health Center, when it comes to uh, this particular treatment process, you guys are really on top. You know, uh, outreach, uh, people coming to the uh, Whittier, it seems as though you have a, a caring reputation because uh, that's a part of it. You know, you got to, like, really get people to uh, believe, you know, because, you know, Brother Larry, I was thinking about the um, Tuskegee uh situation Mm -hmm. when they had the, um, I think it was for syphilis. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they wasn't giving them Mm -hmm. the right information. True, And so, um, you know, providing, like you say, being in the home, you're really in the environment because I'm sure you've heard a lot of people are reluctant, still thinking about uh, what happened several years ago.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, True. And this is what I tell uh, our people. I say, I I share your concern. It is it is legitimate. But picture this here. Think about all the white folks who've taken this virus, I mean this, this, vaccine. Do you think, right, the powers that be that would kill off half of the white population by administering this, 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 this vaccine? Answer's no. The answer is no. So your concern is fear is legit, it did occur because why we were the nobodies, the guinea pigs. Right. right. But you think that these folks would administer all those vaccines to all these white folks. Right. Yeah. Right. If it was like, you know, uh, some kind of hanky panky answers. No. Right. So, again, you know, the, uh, you, know you sometimes you can be so paranoid is that you're uh, you, know, you become your own worst enemy.
0: Right. Put it that way. OK. This is the other page <laughs> radio. We uh, here were here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. And our topic this morning. It's something that uh, we hope that you will receive and share with your other friends. Because, uh, Marissa, I'm looking at all these um, folks and all these activities, Brother Larry, people at the beach, people going to concerts, people in the street, uh, and no masks. Yeah, that's true. And no no safe distance.
2: Hey, the country is open. (laughs) The country is open. Let's put it that way. What Uh,
0: does that look like, Marissa? Uh, in a month or two from now? What do you think? I
1: think socially, um, people are a little bit tired, and so they've let their guard down over time. Like with anything that you're presented with over and over again, I think you kind of just, you know, tune it out a little bit.
0: Right. And then you get tuned in a little more, I believe, because nobody says anything about it's over, Everybody is like trying to create another vaccine that'll be able to meet the demands that this next uh, season will 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 prevent will present, you know. And we also got the flu too.
1: Yes, we also have um, the influenza vaccine available. We okay. are doing that along with the COVID vaccines. We also have um, for our elders, 65 plus, we have the high dose available as well. Um, so that is also something we're expecting um, this flu season may be um, a little worse than what it's been in the past because we have been masking and now the masks are you know, being used less. So okay. we will um, see that.
0: Folks, if you need to know any more about this conversation, you can always call what are you at? 617-427-1000 to get the information that you need. Uh, do you have to make an appointment, Melissa, to get in there?
1: No, you do not. Um, you can make an appointment if you so choose, but we also um, see walk-ins um, as long as we're, the hours that we're open.
0: What's the, what are those hours, please? 8.30 to
1: 8 p.m., Monday through Friday. We're okay. open on Saturday, 8.30 to 5. We're closed on Sunday and some of the major holidays as well.
0: All right, folks, we're listening to advice being given about community health. We also want to just touch on Brother Larry and his work in mental health. Brother Larry, how's everything going uh, as far as you can see?
2: Well, you know, uh, folks are, you know, regrouping and rebounding, getting back out there. You know, uh, a lot of the stress and strain that the COVID, you know, caused by folks being isolated, separated. But what it really highlighted in my mind, right, is the lack of wealth. Period. Most of what you saw in these last two and a half years uh, remind me of Katrina, down New Orleans. You know, and wealth, right, solves a multitude of your daily encounters in life. With sufficient funds, you can you can uh, you got options. And when you don't have those, right, when you don't have that wealth or no inheritance, right. And now these folks are working now. These folks are not sitting no they're working, but they don't want to call the low end of the income scale who got hurt the most. That's where we find our people. So again, this year really demonstrates why I think we need to have a new message to our people. You must understand our country runs on skills. If you're highly skilled and that skill has value, you, you did okay. You're going to do okay. But if you're not, all right, this here virus shows that you need to think about going to upgrade your skills because $20 is now the new minimum wage. It's the new minimum, minimum wage. You couldn't do nothing on twelve or fifteen bucks an hour. You're not gonna do much on twenty bucks an hour. So what I really and I implore folks to think about, you know, and I don't mean going to college. Now, I do not mean going to college. There are many technical and vocational skills that will pay you one, two, or three, six figures if you got those skill set. But again, we need to really encourage our, our youth. And, and I don't talk about education. I talk about skills. Are you highly skilled? This country has two principles that that that, that this thing called capital, the capitalism the capital runs on. One is capital, one is labor. Well, the government made sure that we're going to be locked out of capital. But your skill set is what you invest in yourself. You must have high income skills to do well in America.
0: Let me just uh, interject something regarding that narrative because um, I'm 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 reading these reports and I'm listening to the media, um, Marissa talking about the effects over the last three years of uh, the pandemic and studying habits and our children not being able to uh, make those adjustments and find themselves behind, like three years behind. And for minority uh, communities, they were already behind. So if you add another couple of years to that, they'll be like five years behind. And uh, that's going to affect Uh, possible future pricing of these uh, of these um, uh, vaccines because I thought I heard somebody maybe you heard it too say that uh, there's going to be some payment in the future for these vaccines did you are you familiar with that
1: Um, yes so What's been happening is we all know, like, everyone has gotten a lot of different grants, federal grants from the government to make vaccines and to get this out here. At some point, those funds run out. Um, And we have to think about what the future is going to look like and how we're going to integrate this. And part of it will most likely be billing folks insurance for this when possible. Yes, there will still be um, some things that are free. Massachusetts has always been, um, one of those states where vaccines, um, have been free for children. So the kid, anyone under 18, um, everything will be free, but I'm fairly certain as these funds dry up that they will be looking to get some reimbursement from it.
0: Right. Right. And so Larry, right back to what you were saying, you know, um, it doesn't have to be a college education, Mm-mm. but there can be one that involves uh, getting trades so that you can be a part of the building trade. For instance, they they make more than twenty dollars an hour as journeyman, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that's something that we need to be aware of, you know. They've already said that our our children are behind because of the pandemic, because of COVID nineteen. You know, and I'm not hearing about how the schools are dealing with that or trying to, you know, accelerate learning. I don't don't hear about that. And I'm I'm concerned that um, we're not hearing enough from corporate America. We're not hearing enough from the elected officials. They just figure that um, their money's not going to run out. Mm -hmm. But if you keep giving billions of dollars to other countries to make war, Mm -hmm. then what happens to the resources that we need to make sure that our community is uh, able to withstand the onslaught of possible uh, COVID-19 damage. True. That's what we're talking about today, folks, here on the other page radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. We are really fortunate to have this opportunity to talk about what's going on. We're going to take a little PSA break right now, and we'll be right back to talk more about what's going on in our community. We need to be mindful that the fight is still on.
1: Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19?
2: Veterans, Inc.
1: can help provide support services, including assistance with rent,
0: deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
2: Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays, to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
0: Back again, folks. You know, I just want to, again, thank our guests. And I want to just ask Brother Larry to just to tell us a little bit about Osiris. Some of that history that you've been making over there since
2: when? 2002, 2000, about 20-plus about years we've been around, you know. And Osiris, my dream from day one was we need to have a support that went directly in folks' homes to see them and meet them where they at. Because most of our folks don't really come to cleanse that, that much, per se, you know, unless it's really, really, really sick, and so by going into homes, right, you get to see how families are functioning, you get to see their resources, you get to see how they re- re- relate to each other, how, how they talk. But also, more importantly, you can intercede and inject a new paradigm, a new way of behaving, a new way of interacting with each other. And so we got contracts with both uh, Medicaid and DCF where we are our only focus are in homes. Everything we do is in folks' homes. And that consists of a two-member uh, team, which is a uh, clinician, master level, and also a uh, mentor, a, you know, para, a paraprofessional. And they go in there, <clears throat> and they, uh, with the family, construct a treatment plan based on the needs of the family and the things that the family want to work on. The family will instruct me what they see as the issue. Because why? They're the expert of the house. They're the expert. They know more than me, us. So they have a very prominent role in, in, in our approach. And we've been out here for 20 years. We cover families from uh, Lawrence, Mass, Clear Island to Fall River and everything in between. We are what I call support world travel. So, you know, and we are out there from Monday through Sunday from 8 to 8 p.m., you know, by schedule, by appointment.
0: Can we get a phone number?
2: Uh, the office number is 617-442-2002, 617-442-2002. Okay. That's what we do.
0: That's what Brother Larry is here to tell you all that Help is available. Marissa, you're over there at 1209 Tremont Street, I do believe. And what are y'all doing over there uh, to keep our community or be a part of keeping our community, you know, online with treatment?
1: Well, we're doing our outreach. We have mobile units that go out into the community to do health promotion. We do different um, events within the community. Um, We also do community assessments to see um, what the community itself is asking for, what its needs are. And then we try to tailor um, programs and services within the health center to fit those needs of um, our folks out in the community.
0: Right. Now that's that's a big job because, like Brother Larry was saying, uh, you know, we uh, seem to do treatment better than we do prevention mm-hmm. when it comes to our health, you know, and uh, these programs that you guys are involved in, we are really appreciative because it's all about empowering the community around their health concerns by educating them, you know, and being in the community or being in the home is different from going to, uh, what is considered a hospital. you know uh, I think there's more intimacy uh, shared at uh, based on my experience and my treatment at Whittier and I know uh, when you go into someone's house and get to know them as Osiris group does that uh, it makes the client a little more comfortable and willing to share because a lot of times uh, people go for treatment, and uh, you have to probe them seemingly to get the uh, real cause of what might be the real cause of what why they're there. True. And I want to, uh, again, I want to commend Brother Larry for his involvement in uh, forums and attending different conferences, uh, trying to learn more about the black psychic and health care, because we haven't always been able to get the care that we are getting from Whittier Street or we are getting from the Osiris Group. And I don't want to get into that because that's a long, extensive, and a very harsh reality. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a lot of the things that uh, are causations for our illnesses, like high blood pressure, obesity, breast cancer, prostate cancer, can be attributed to some imbalance in our mental and our behavior. You know, so we want to be on top of our health and our health prevention concerns. And again, uh, today uh, we have representatives from Whittier Street, our community-based health care center, 617-427-1000. And Brother Larry, let me get your number again, please.
2: 617-442-2002.
0: Right. So, Marissa, uh, I remember last year... Uh, There was a lot of controversy, if that's the right word, around uh, inoculating children. And now I'm hearing that it's okay. How did that happen?
1: Yes. So uh, the Pfizer and Moderna have gone through all the phases with the FDA, just like they did for the vaccines for older folks. Um, About three months ago, we started um, vaccinating six months and up. It's been successful um, the babies haven't had um, side effects like the adults have, so that was very reassuring. I know some people, you know, were concerned about that. We've been for more than a year using um, vaccines for five and up, and that also um, has been successful. So as they've scaled down kind of lower um, to the younger generation, um, we've seen just positive results. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. I'm not sure if you get this question all the time, but it just came to my mind about uh, giving the you know the shots to people that are incarcerated. Do you have anything to do with that? Do you know anything about that?
1: Um, I think we don't. We do not go into the prisons to administer the vaccines. They have their own health care for that. But again, this raises the question of vaccine equity and just because um somebody for whatever reason is imprisoned um that has nothing to do with their health and so that we if anything must maintain um and make sure that they also have vaccines available that they have treatment available just like everyone else who is not imprisoned right
0: okay but Larry you no know, I'm I remember uh, <laughs> The situations of the need for, uh, based on the trauma that people go through before they uh, get into the criminal justice system, Mm -hmm. that kind of behavior that gets them there. uh, Do you have any comments on uh, trauma uh, treatment for people that are incarcerated? Uh, Do you know anything about how they're treated and after they get out? Is there a follow-up on that?
2: They're not treated. See, we must really uh, just be honest about the whole process. Our system, right, is punitive. Bottom line. It's not not meant to do anything to have you look at why you did what you did, look at, you know, know, your life, uh, prepare you to do something totally different, to be an asset when you come out, to be productive. It does none of those things. All it does is warehouse you. And men and women, right, become very, very uh, violent towards each other. Some learn worse habits than what, they, than what they walked in there with. So the whole system, is my belief, need to be totally debunked and started over. Because most of these folks are coming back home. And so besides keeping them there right now in the state, state of Massachusetts, it costs 60 grand a year to lock Larry up for one year. Think about it. If you give me 10 years of a jaywalking, right, that's $600,000. 20 years, $1.2 million, without including inflation. What have you got in your turn? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I come back to you. Like I'm not coming out there to Sharon or Newton or Brookline or Western. I come back to you, right? The orange line is down. When I went in, it was up. I'm no better off than when I went in, right? Now most are homeless, right? And most are in a more precarious position than when they went in there. So to answer your question, there's nothing being done in, in prison except for feeding those who are getting fat off it. Right. And it's not us. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so,
0: again, I want to uh, say to Whittier Street Community Health Center and thank them for their program that addresses some of the issues for people that are returning to our community. Of course, they can't go in with their program, but they can go in and they've been able to introduce a place that our people can come out to and get uh, physical, get services, and that hasn't always been the case. And so uh, as a direct result of that and people uh, at Whittier Street showing concern to the point that they have experts that have been incarcerated before and are now employed in doing an absolutely outstanding, outstanding outreach job and in the facility work with people, male and female, that have been incarcerated. So, you know, this is the other page. Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. This program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League, and uh, we want to make sure that you know our number is 857-204-5312, and this program is one that looks at solutions and how we deal with equity and inclusion in a better sense of more sensitivity that's what we are talking about today. We are talking about community health and how we are facing it, the challenges of that. And it's a persistent and consistent work that's being done by these two agencies. The Osiris Group located, I believe, at 164 Dudley Street. Is that right or 184? 184 right? Dudley. 184 Dudley Street. And Whittier Street is at 1209. 1290. 1290. Tr- uh. 1290. Thank you so much. I thought I was getting good with the numbers, but thank you. 1290, Tremont Street. That number, again, is 617 427 If you need any information at all, the people willing to uh, get you hooked up. Uh, folks, we're getting near the ending, so I just want to ask you for some information that you might want to uh, say that I didn't ask you about because I don't want you to leave here without talking to our people. Marissa, I'm going to start with you.
1: I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for this opportunity, but also to let folks know that yes, we're doing a lot of work with COVID, but that we have other services available. We do have post-prison release programs that help folks integrate back into the community, help with things such as job search, um, interviewing skills. We have a computer lab where folks can learn those type of skills as well. So. There's a lot of things, um, a lot of health promotion, just not in the medical sense, but in the holistic um, well-being sense as well. So we have behavioral health, we have dental, we have a fitness center, we have PD, ob we have our own WIC office. So there's just so many great things in one place for folks to come in to not only get medical treatment, but to take care of of other aspects as well. And one of the things that we also um, always try to do is decrease some of the challenges that folks have with um, transportation, getting there, with hunger, with food. We have a food pantry. So all of those surrounding things that impact health, we are also working on.
2: Larry? Yeah, one of the things, like I say, my biggest observation in the 20 years out here that really affects and impact our community is lack of financial resources. Financial resources helps you mitigate a lot of your daily encounters it can be resolved. You have sufficient funds to cover those things. And when it does not, right, you know, it can, it can exacerbate an already, right, uh, precarious position that you're in, okay? And so what I try to say to my clinician and also to uh, friends I work with, once I build a relationship, right, you must think about upgrading your skills. You'll be amazed how I have sufficient income will relieve a lot of tension and stress that a lot of our folks are under a bill coming in unexpected, trauma, stress, duress. You know, uh, you got this, you can't can't account for it. You got to take from Peter to pay Paul. So again, America is a racist society. It's always, always going to be that. But again, having sufficient wealth to cover your daily needs, right, minimizes the bite of racism because you can cover yourself you can take care of yourself, and so that's one of the things that I take away after twenty years out in the trenches. Our folks and they're working now. Don't they? they, ain't, they ain't nobody ain't nobody staying home. They're working. They don't earn enough uh, revenue right to cover their basic needs sufficiently for them in the, for them and in the, in their children. And i strongly encourage folks to really think about. You have to think about upgrading your skills. There's no getting over, there's no getting around that. Uh-huh. And no.
0: my 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 comment is to agree with the two of you and to just let people know that uh, things can change, but you can't change if you don't change your thinking. You remain stinking. That's right. And that's not what we're trying to do here today. We're trying to provide you some information of encouragement, not discouragement. And on that note, I would like to say that Tried Veterans League will be talking uh, with uh, some community leaders about housing for veterans, if you can build a house in Chicopee for veterans' homes or in uh, Chelsea for veterans' homes, then you can build the same in Roxbury. And so we're going to have a conversation uh, real soon, and hopefully I'll be able to bring you some information about the starting of a plan because veterans that have served deserve to be served. And one of the ways that you build or rebuild the life is to have a place to, to live and to have services that surround that person's living quarters. We don't want to give a person a room that will become attuned without without treatment. And so uh, we just want to let you know that Tribe Veterans League is on top of the strategy to bring in the people to the table with a few of our leaders and let them hear, not just from me or a few other veterans, but for people that are not veterans that are concerned about the conditions in which our veterans are now living. This is America, everybody. No veteran should be homeless. That is a point of desperation when a person doesn't have a place to live or people to help them to find a place to live or build a home for them to live in. Instead of having all these condominiums, we need to have some apartments for poor people, not that affordable housing buzzword that they're using now, and we're still on the brinks of being excluded from having a home, particularly when you look at the Boston Housing Authority and how they have worked out something to create a juggernaut that manipulates living conditions and builds what they want and not what we need. And uh, the banks are financing those kind of things, and uh, that's not good for our community. It's not good for us. So we want to thank you for allowing us into your home. I want to thank my guests again, and uh, we'll see you next week.